This week is just getting started, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is already picking more fights that he simply cannot win. This dude is obviously gassed and has been for weeks. I mean, he's failing on multiple fronts when it comes to actually governing the state and is instead focusing on universally disliked culture war issues and has decided to go another 12 rounds with one of his state's largest financial contributors. And sorry that we have to keep covering this guy, but it is rare to see someone nosedive so quickly out of his own party's and his own state's favor by taking the whole fascist dictator shtick a little too far. So far that even his most unhinged supporters are questioning his leadership skills. The new milkshake duck is pudding Ron. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ron, the governor who eats pudding with his hands. Oh, we regret to inform you that the governor sucks his fucking job. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he's already shown himself to be completely incapable of trading barbs with Donald Trump, who has no problem getting his hands dirty metaphorically, while DeSantis prefers instead to get his hands dirty in a delicious chocolate pudding cup. So DeSantis kicked off his return to Florida, the state that he's in charge of governing, yeah. <laughs> uh, not with a visit or a call to Fort Lauderdale, which um, happens to be experiencing historic flooding, something the governor might want to you know, be there for. Yeah. Uh, didn't do that, but he, instead he signed uh, some extremely aggressive anti-abortion legislation into law, banning the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy, which, again, is within a time frame where women might likely not even yeah. be aware of the fact that they're pregnant. It's that is a brief window unless, unless you are actively looking for it actively and trying to get pregnant. tracking yeah. that shit. So yeah, the only loopholes for this law would be in the case of incest, rape, or human trafficking. But in the wording of the bill, a woman would only have until 15 weeks to have an abortion in that case and must provide documentation or medical proof of these stipulations in order to qualify for the exemption, which is outrageous <laughs> when simply taken at face value, let alone the idea that a medically induced abortion is now essentially banned in the state in general. Like, this is how this is going to work. Like, okay, I, I need an abortion. Like, well, it's too late. All right. It was fucking, I was raped by a family member. It was incestual rape. They're like, all right. Do you have any proof? Where, Did you file a police report? Where's like the conviction from the courts? Yeah. It's like, okay, that would take a long time. The baby will already be born. I'm like, oh, well, shit. I guess, <laughs> I guess you're fucked. Um, so yeah, as another horrific side effect of all this, this also makes it more difficult for women who traveled to Florida in order to have the procedure because the surrounding states have banned it as well. Yes. Basically locking down the entire southeastern portion of the United States for anyone who chooses to end a pregnancy and making it improbable and dehumanizing for anyone who needs one for a medical reason or because they were a victim of a horrific tragedy. And, uh, and, and we have to say this every fucking time, most of the abortion uh, procedures that happen are uh, not done by people who are just like, oh, I don't feel like having a kid. They are, a lot of them happen to people who uh, wanted a kid, but now that fetus is non-viable and it's gonna kill the mother. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, uh, I hope you brought proof across state lines. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's cruel. It's a cruel law. And if you're thinking, oh, oh well, at least those pills are still available. Hold your horses, bucko, because we just spoke last week about the fact that a Texas judge is trying to rescind the FDA approval of one of the drugs necessary to induce an abortion. And before that whole constitutional, ethical, and medical nightmare scenario, Florida had already restricted access to those pills uh, as much as they could, and those pills could only be dispensed in person or by a physician in the state. Obviously, you would assume this new bill is going to make it even more difficult, regardless of the political ping pong that's currently being played across different states and ruling bodies. And speaking of that, 
There was, I guess, some good news, but also some bad news regarding that battle over the weekend. A federal appeals court ruled that the abortion pill can still be used for now, but reduced the period of pregnancy when the drug can be taken and said it could not be dispensed by mail. Which again, renders it almost useless for women who need access to it because they reside in states where their options are already extremely limited. Just a completely broken society, inexcusable and evil. Just no excuse, honestly. These drugs have been approved for over two decades. Yeah. And they found like a way that they could ban it. And they're like, oh, if we remove the FDA approval from something that was approved in the year 2000, then uh, I guess we can kind of just outlaw abortion. But I mean, on the bright side, all of these states in the the southeast, um, they're doing their damnedest to make sure that every child born in those states, regardless of the situation the parents might be in, will be cared for and provided for uh, equally by the the generous people of those states. Because, uh, you know, no man is an island and kids deserve uh, equal opportunities. Isn't that, isn't that right? No, the opposite is true. The oh, they're yes, just the like opposite. shit out of luck the second yeah. they get born. Well, okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's less fun. Hope you were born with bootstraps. Anyway, back to Ron DeSantis. Yeah. So outside of trying to control women's bodies, he's also still trying to take control of that darn mouse, Mickey Mouse, AKA Disney, one of the largest entertainment industries in the world and a company that contributes billions of dollars worth of revenue, tax and employment dollars to his state. Much like the way that, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis would be nowhere without Donald Trump. <laughs> Florida kind of would be nowhere without the Disney company. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be nowhere, but it wouldn't be where it is. It the, is a vital, integral part of the Florida economy. People travel from all around the world to visit uh, specifically for that reason. The Orlando area would still be a fucking swamp. Yeah. Anyway. Apparently, Ron's ass is really chafed after Disney made him look like an idiot by rendering his newly appointed oversight board useless. In case you need a refresher, DeSantis attempted to take control of the Disney parks in Florida through a board of weirdos who thought that they would be able to scare Disney into going uh, unwoke or something. But Disney pulled a quick legal maneuver during one of their local meetings and robbed the state of control until, quote, 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England. Which is probably a lot longer than Ron DeSantis is going to be alive. Yeah. So, oh well. Yeah. I mean, he's not taking this lying down, though, because nobody makes Ron DeSantis look like an idiot. Except maybe Donald Trump. And uh, (laughs) he's reigniting his battle with Disney and once again trying to fuck with a company that employs thousands of local workers and contributes billions to his state's economy. Uh, What if, for instance, he decided to build a state prison right next to their lovely theme parks? Oh, but come to think of it, now people are like, well, there's, what should we do with this land? And so, you know, it's like, okay, kids, I mean, people have said, you know, maybe, maybe have uh, another, uh, maybe create a state park, maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, Someone even said, like, Maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? I mean, I just think that the, the possibilities are, 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 are endless. Yeah, I mean, a messed up thing to say for a multitude of reasons. One of which is the completely careless and dehumanizing way he views potential criminals and the idea that Florida, a state that he governs, is so out of control with crime that they'll need to build a large prison just steps from Disney World to house all of these hypothetical criminals. The, yeah, yeah. The, you know, quote, if you build a prison, I'll fill it up and also make people scared to visit your theme park and my state. That is kind of a bold move, but with more on his broader attempts to punish Disney World, here's local outlet WTVY. 
Governor Ron DeSantis and Florida lawmakers ratcheted up pressure on Walt Disney World on Monday by announcing legislation that will use the regulatory powers of Florida government to exert unprecedented oversight on the park resort's rides and monorail. Lawmakers will introduce a bill in coming weeks that would end an exemption for Disney parks when it comes to ride inspections by the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, DeSantis said at a news conference near Disney World. Hmm. So yeah, there's always been, I guess, an exemption for lar ultra large theme parks like Disney World and Universal and SeaWorld because uh, they have their own built-in teams of people who are charged with monitoring and ensuring the safety of their own operations. Almost like their entire financial stability relies on it because it, it does. And the results do speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, what's specifically stupid about this legislation is, is that it still provides the exception to other theme parks in the state like the aforementioned Universal Studios and SeaWorld, uh, and it specifically targets Disney World, as if it wasn't already obvious enough. What about Bible World? That I, I looked it up today. It's been closed down, and apparently... Well, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to bring Bible World back. Uh, it's Holy Land. Right. And uh, the 3 p.m. crucifixion, you could set your watch to it. Uh, it doesn't happen there any longer. I think there's actually... Nothing has happened yet. Apparently, it's still rotting in the Florida sun, hmm. but apparently there might be a positive depending on your view of positivity in the medical field. But uh, apparently a, uh, like a large health corporation bought it and is building a hospital there instead. Okay. Yeah. Are they going to crucify people? Well, they're certainly not going to be doing abortions. Anyway, the reporting continues. Under the proposal, the exception would end for rides in special governmental districts, which basically targets just Disney World. Disney said in a statement on Monday that its inspectors have been leaders in the industry. Other experts note that Disney and other large theme park operators have an expertise examining sophisticated rides that state or local agencies may not have. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, if you look it up, there have been some pretty horrific things that have happened at Disney parks. But averaged out over the total number of guests, I'd say their safety record is probably uh, <laughs> probably like the best in the world by and, far. And it's, to be fair, uh, a lot of those weren't, most of those weren't uh, the fault of a ride being broken. It is someone doing something they shouldn't be doing yeah. there, there's uh, on been the ride. There's been other particularly horrifying ones where it was kind of just no one's fault. It was God's fault. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so they, they, it's in their best interest to keep things safe at their parks. Yes. For, for them, for their guests, for the state of Florida. And DeSantis is just like, <laughs> well, uh... Isn't there someone you forgot to ask? Yeah, it's uh, it's very strange. So basically, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I would trust like the uh, inspection and operation of like the Tron coaster with the state of Florida over Disney's own Imagineers is what I'm saying. I I mean, I, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen is like the Florida thing is just like it's just a rubber stamp or whatever. It's like regardless of what the Florida people say, yeah, Disney, Disney's still going to do their own yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. Of course they are. So, yeah, basically, Florida is trying to put an agricultural agency that is typically used for inspecting rides at county fairs in charge of making sure that the fucking Tower of Terror is operating correctly, which is ins insane. Like, are these inspectors even going to know what the fuck they're looking at? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, seems to be working like, correctly. The amount of tech that goes into a fucking Disney ride. Like, how is some, how is someone who usually just inspects, like, the Tilt-A-Whirl going to yeah. walk into Disneyland and be like, all right, so... Uh, yeah, looks good. Looks pretty good. What is that, by the way? <laughs> and you're telling me you feel zero gravity when this thing launches? That's that's pretty cool. Anyway, what the hell was this all over again? Yeah. What, why are they fighting? 
Oh yeah, the don't say the don't say gay bill. The one where DeSantis claimed it was just for kids below third grade or something like that, but then immediately changed it to include every grade, making it uh, dangerous to talk about uh, sex or just sexual orientation throughout even high school, uh, unless that sexual orientation is straight. Yeah, of course. But yeah, turns out Disney, along with everyone else who isn't a total dipshit, was actually right to protest that. Yes, this is exactly what Fuck everyone thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's especially fucked up about the issues uh, that Ron DeSantis is focusing on is that they're wildly unpopular, even within his own constituents, without even taking into account the Republican Party nationwide. Uh, but let's do that anyway. Recently, Trump bashed DeSantis again, posting a truth, which actually this time did not have any lies, an actual truth if you want to put wow. it that way, uh, which read, first, Ron DeSanctimonious got outplayed, outsmarted, and embarrassed by Mickey Mouse and <laughs> Disney. Yes. And now, while Fort Lauderdale is facing the worst flooding in 100 years, DeSanctis is on tour <laughs> with his shadow campaign for president instead of taking care of the people of Florida, a highly overrated governor. Just look at the numbers. I love that he has now shortened it and uh, really pop. Yeah, DeSanctis. Yeah, everyone already knows Ron DeSanctimonious. So we know what he means. Instead of getting, you know, big marble mouth trying to say DeSanctimonious a bunch, he's, he's shortened it to DeSanctis. We all know what he means. Yeah. Uh, again, but yeah, it's all truth. That, that was 100% <laughs> truth. Yes, it, you would be, I would be surprised. Uh, that could be any politician, Democrat or Republican. Yeah. Uh, they're making an accurate statement here. Yeah, no lies detected. This, uh, this might be the most truthful thing Donald Trump has ever said. A major city in his uh, state is underwater, and he's like, let's ban abortion and fight Mickey Mouse. I'm really, what's the, like, Fort Lauderdale's like a red city, right? Uh, I don't, well, it's, it's in a, well, it's, it's very close to like Miami-Dade. Oh, okay. So uh, it's, it's one of Near those. West Palm Beach. Yeah. I would okay. say, uh, look, I, I don't know the numbers. I don't have them right in front of me, but I would say it would be a, a red holdout in an otherwise blue area. Okay. Well, I'm wondering what those people, uh, what kind of cognitive dissonance is going through their heads right now while they're treading water. Uh, I love my anti-woke governor. That Ron, Ron DeSantis Sanders. isn't stopping the uh, you know homeowners insurance companies yeah. from raising their rates constantly because they live in an actual <laughs> natural disaster zone yeah. that's only going to get worse. Yeah. So what a state. Anyways, the worst people are fighting, and you do love to see it. But it's not just Trump. The confidence levels in DeSantis have been plummeting for well over a month now, and his fall from grace has been spectacular. He's like the the Republican Poochie. <laughs> Ron DeSantis has to go back now. Uh, we, we're done playing Ron with him. Ron DeSantis has to go back to the 90s when he had the, that fucking haircut. I don't know. Someone must have found an old yearbook. Yeah, uh, someone went to high school with him and posted it on Reddit. Yeah, there's like been a bunch of pictures floating around recently of Ron DeSantis in high school, and he's got that haircut that no one has ever gotten since the 90s, which is like... It's the, a Chad haircut in the, the 90s. Yeah, it, it splits down the middle in the front, and then it's like, I think they called it like a step, step haircut split. It, it's not a good haircut. I'd have to ask my dad for the photo, but I believe I had this when I was like... Everyone did, not me, because my hair wasn't straight. Well, but, uh, it was, uh, you know, and it was Florida too as well, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I got, uh, I got out of a lot of uh, having a lot of cringe photos of myself just because my hair literally could not be styled in all the cool there styles. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say... Even in his high school yearbook photos, he looks 50 years old. Yeah. Also, his hands look kind of fucking huge. I don't know why he hasn't brought that up. Just be like, hey, well, he was waiting Donald. for the 2024 presidential Donald, race. Hand to hand, let's go. He had all these things like, uh, you know, saved, and he didn't expect to have to use them this soon, and he's already washed. So it's like, what's the point? But yeah, even Republican donors are trying to save their money because they've 
realize they bet on a bad horse. Here's the Financial Times. Top Republican donor Thomas Peterfee. Peterfee? <laughs> Who cares? Thomas <laughs> is halting plans. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to bleep that retroactively. Thomas <laughs> Bleeping again. Thomas Petterfee is halting plans to help finance the U.S. presidential bid of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, DeSantis due to his extreme positions on social issues. I have put myself on hold. Because of his stance on abortion and book banning, myself and a bunch of friends are holding our powder dry. Is, is that, that some southern, like, we're holding, our, we're holding our powder dry. Ooh, the vapors out here Where's got the... me withered like an old rose. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what this... Guy, we like. are <laughs> Peter holding our powder dry. Peter Fee said he no longer believed that DeSantis had the same odds to unseat Trump in the Republican primary than he did at the start of the year. DeSantis seems to have lost some momentum. In January, Peter Fee told the FT that he was a fan of DeSantis and was looking forward to backing a presidential bid by the governor. But now he says, I am more reluctant to back him. We are waiting to see who among the primary candidates is most likely to be able to win in the general and then put all our firepower behind them. So all terrible people, but you know, they're fighting each other. You love to see it. Yeah, and I think, yeah. what's, the, what's, the, what's the character's name from? Uh, uh... Foghorn Leghorn? No. <laughs> no. No, the fucking Ryan Johnson uh, movie. Oh, uh, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> that's, that's who I imagine him looking and sounding like. Mr. DeSantis, the polling seems to indicate that you, sir, are washed. <laughs> Do you have any response for this, Mr. DeSantis? Uh, but look, we have more on the GOP fighting with each other in a bit. But while we're on the topic of Trump, a new incredible Trump photo dropped over the weekend, thanks to an appearance at the NRA convention, uh, where they anointed him a member for life and gave him a very cool leather jacket yeah. for his Trump. <laughs> it is a cool jacket. The, the, the photo is great because he looks globish. It's a, it's a type of jacket that is absolutely formless. It's the, it, the You only wear this jacket when you are A, above 55, and B, either served in Vietnam or have been a lifelong member of the Teamsters Union. Yeah. Those are the only two scenarios where this works. And it's clearly like, he looks like a glow. It's a jacket you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> and smell for sure. Yeah. But he's already a rotund man. But the addition of what we can only assume is a quadruple XL jacket and his trademark extra long tie really solidifies his image as the most spherical president since William Taft. And as for the rest of the NRA convention, it was ghoulish in every way that you can already imagine. And also, yeah, it did happen as multiple mass shootings were taking place around the country, because when are they not? Now, best we can do is make fun of them. So enjoy the clip. This cl there's a lot of clips from this, but there's one that stands out because it's incredible in the fact that it just further proves that irony is dead and satire is pointless. So here you go. The media would have us believe that the NRA is only made up of old white guys, but there's a lot of other people, a lot of diversity within the NRA. Well, let me tell you something. I may be a mom and a grandma, but I am the NRA. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Conservatives continue to inadvertently produce media that is funnier than any parody could be. It's uh, reached a sort of singularity. Yeah. I mean, we hit this kind of early on. Uh, actually, the current Trump on SNL is actually good, but yeah. we hit this early on with uh, SNL spent the entirety of Trump's term just not being able to satirize anything he did. 
and just kind of sucking ass at it. Yes, uh, it is. Back then, the way that they handled Trump is the way now how uh, a lot of tweets are going viral just by repeating what the person in the tweet yeah. says because what they're saying is so outrageous or ridiculous that just sending their own words back to them is the ultimate dunk. Yeah, but not with Trump because Alec Baldwin's Trump impression wasn't that good and also they weren't adding anything to it. The new guy, though, he's great. The Easter sketch was yes. like the funniest SNL well, sketch I've seen in like, like a decade. TikTok, right? Yeah, he, he did Scooby-Doo. the Scooby-Doo and like, uh, I think Bowser, he's a yeah. uh, big Bowser. Well, the, one, of the, one of the using your own words that I saw today <laughs> was the... Uh, the uh, bored ape guy who was like, I'll be spending the, the rest of my time with my remaining my apes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, have, was I was forced because of... Uh, All because I tried to install Dookie Dash on my laptop. <laughs> I was forced to sell some of my apes. Please respect my privacy in this yeah. trying time. <laughs> it's literally just like, I forget, uh, there was a couple last week that were just... Oh, it was uh, the anti-woke Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. And, uh, the, and the woke supermarket. They couldn't agree on that. Yeah, but it was, but, yeah. it, was it was like a tweet where Steven yeah. Crowder was like, they've done it. The anti-woke Super Mario Brothers movie has, and uh, someone just quote tweeted it with the anti-woke Super I, Mario Brothers. I Bro- think that was, uh, that was Cody. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from some more news. He's been doing that a lot. Yeah. Hey, hey it works. It, it works. And it really drives the point home that they are very dumb. But yeah, they produce, they've been producing some great uh, inadvertently satirical content about themselves. No notes. We love it. Keep it up. Yeah. Anyway, we do have more news for you in just a second. But first, we have to qu- take a quick break to thank today's sponsor for supporting our show. Ding, ding. Wow. I just drooled on myself a bit. Cause, yeah. Because I'm so the, hungry. Because that was the dinner bell, mm, yeah. you see. Uh, and you, and you, you could be ringing the, the dinner bell yourself. Ding, ding, ding. If yeah. you support our sponsor, HelloFresh, and start cooking your own delicious meals at home, mm-hmm. bell not included. Well, you can get your own bell. Yeah, yeah. sure. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime this spring by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout line and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. Spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos or falafel power bowls, ready in 15 minutes or less. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. With so much variety, there are options for everyone in every lifestyle. And HelloFresh owns Green Chef, who also sponsors this show. So with that many options to choose from, there is something for everyone. We especially love HelloFresh's one-pot and one-pan recipes that cut down on having to do a bunch of dishwashing after dinner. And on this week's menu, they've got one-pot cowboy turkey and bean chili Yeehaw! with jalapeno and smoky red pepper crema, as well as one of our favorites, uh, chicken, zucchini, and tomato flatbreads. I can't get enough of those flatbreads. They're Ye- easy and that's, delicious. That's my yeehaw recipe right there. Okay. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily50 and use code TodayDaily50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's 50% off plus free shipping on your first box by going to HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily50 and using code TodayDaily50. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We love our sponsors, don't we, folks? We sure do. All right. 
back into the news. And before we uh, circle around the chuds fighting with each other again, let's check out what's going on in the world of, of theater. Oh! Ah, yes, who doesn't love the theater? Live performances and rounds of applause. Sometimes people poop yeah, and, they... and put it in each other's mouths. Yeah, a cultural event and the clinking of glasses. Well, you'll have to see this one in person to even believe it, because despite checking other sources to confirm that it's true, uh, it appears as though this is real and there is a new opera coming to the Kennedy Center. It will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. New Kennedy Center opera is about a drone operator torn between her job killing targets and mom duties at home. And it's sponsored by General Dynamics. What? <laughs> what? Wait. Yes. Okay. Uh, sounds like what? A, sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a fun night out. Uh, here's more from the article, which you can read in full using the links down below. But uh, <laughs> yes, this fall, DC denizens will be treated to the world premiere of Grounded, an opera following an Air Force ace named Jess, whose unexpected pregnancy forces her to leave behind her beloved F-16 and join the Chair Force. Throughout the show, the hotshot pilot wrestles with the mental impact of firing rockets from a drone in Afghanistan from a trailer in Las Vegas. As Jess tracks terrorists by day and rocks her daughter to sleep by night, the boundary between her worlds becomes dangerously permeable. An ad tells us, The production is brought to you by presenting sponsor General Dynamics, one of the world's largest weapons companies. Grounded is an adaptation of a 2013 one-woman play by the same name. So anyway, this one woman play, which at one point features Anne Hathaway, okay. uh, ends on a real down note and maybe makes the audience ponder about the virtual for us, reality for the enemy style warfare. Yeah. Uh, but as the previous article points out, it's a little hard to believe that this updated opera will hit as hard considering it is backed by a massive weapons manufacturer. Hey, that's just weird. You know all the parts that make the audience pause and think about what the fuck we're doing in the world? Can we actually like, uh, you know, pep those up a little bit, make it a little bit more exciting and get people, you know, charged up about, uh, you know, our technological capabilities? No? Mm. Well, what if we sponsor the entire thing? And go see uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, sponsored by Exxon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exxon Shell, Global. by the Shell Company. Uh, but back to the Let Them Fight news of the day with a side of, it's always exactly the ones you think it is. It appears as though a Trump ally, who was also a Stop the Steal organizer, was also a creepy weirdo groomer who's been asking teen boys for naked photos. Ali Alexander, who's been tied to Trump as oh, well as- Oh, he's like the no most normal one of all. Ali Alexander, no! Who's been tied to Trump as well as that little Nazi, Nick Fuentes, has now apologized for being a sex pest and is retiring from public life after he was exposed for soliciting dick pics from teenagers and in the wake of his downfall, has called out Fuentes and Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene for allegedly covering up some crimes of her own. Here's the Daily Beast with more on this whole saga. A key figure in the pro-Trump Stop the Steal campaign has apologized after being accused of asking teenage boys for sexual pictures. Ali Alexander has become one of the most ubiquitous figures in the MAGA movement. Trump himself reportedly requested that Alexander speak at his rally before the riot, with his appearance only quashed by a last-minute intervention from Trump's aides. But this week, Alexander stands at the center of a scandal that raises questions about how powerful men in the far right treat their younger acolytes. Uh, the reporting continues. The budding online scandal has also rolled the pro-Trump and white supremacist America First movement just months after it reached new levels of notoriety after its leader, Nick Fuentes, dined with Donald Trump and rapper Kanye West at Mar-a-Lago. 
Now Fuentes is facing backlash from his own supporters over whether he ignored warnings that Alexander, his friend and ally, was allegedly soliciting nude pictures from young men within Fuentes' movement. I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years, Alexander wrote, adding later, when I've flirted or others have flirted with me, I've flexed my credentials or dropped corny pickup lines. Other times I've been careless and should have qualified those coming up to me's identities during flirtatious banter at the start. Rumors about Alexander's alleged sexual behavior towards younger men have circulated in conservative online circles since at least 2015, but they reached a new level late last month after Milo Yiannopoulos, the controversial British provocateur and one-time Alexander ally, turned on Alexander after Alexander and Fuentes pushed him out of a potentially lucrative position in West's nascent presidential campaign. Uh, he also, what, there's a fucking, like, phrase that he used, uh, Alexander, in his... A really like self-hating like yeah there's uh, details that like, like i i just don't want this video to get flagged for some reason there's a some uh, explicit details but and, and a lot he's more been, like yeah trying to like combat my same sex attraction like he's a real like it's, it's cut he's he's this, self-hating this guy's self-hating in like multiple ways mm -hmm. too so like he was he's black and he was born and raised a muslim his original name was i think ali akbar um and then you know obviously growing up this guy's like, what, he would have been a child around 9-11. So uh, probably wouldn't have had a great time being a Muslim in America at that time. He gets old enough. He converts to Christianity. He changes his name. He becomes this alt-right figure. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, on top of that, he's also closeted and gay. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot going on here. And attracted to teenage boys. Right, that's which, true. Which his excuse of just being like, ah, yeah, I use some corny pickup lines. It kind of uh, skirts the fact Right. The, the this is like when Justin Rowland was like, thank God I've been exonerated by the courts. And everyone's like, hey, what about the fucking grooming shit? And yeah. just no response. But yeah, of course, there's a lot more to this story. And much of it goes way above and beyond what we're probably okay with talking about on this platform, considering the age of the people involved. But the reporting is linked below if you want the full details of everything that went on. Uh, back to how MTG factors into this, though. Everyone is now fighting with each other online, including Alexander, Nick Fuentes, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, yes. who immediately tried to distance herself from both of the others, despite previously appearing alongside them in support, physically alongside them. No loyalty among shuds. So she tweeted out that the FBI really needs to start looking into Ali Alexander, even though she's spent the past several months publicly blasting the FBI and joining Donald Trump in calling for them to be defunded. Meanwhile, Alexander himself posted, MTG loved me until in December 2022, I exposed the fact that MTG committed a crime. Now she's trying to intimidate me and other right-wingers with smears and lies, so I do not expose her crime. I have the receipts and I will not be intimidated. Then he attached a photo of them together, adding, remember this night? Not sure what, if anything, will come of this, but again, let them fight. She is now on uh, the bad side of... Uh, some very, very bad people. Yeah. Uh, it's all bad, but yeah, Ali Alexander, Nick Fuentes, Laura Loomer, Milo. Uh, Milo. And Milo notoriously uh, keeps like just a blackmail like file on everyone he associates mm -hmm. with. I mean, what do you expect? So, look, you would assume that he would already put this information out there if he didn't have anything, but saving uh, it for the right time. We'll, we'll see. And uh, yeah. Anyway, we do have to bring the mood down. Once again, because something horrific happened in this country over the weekend. Which thing, you might be asking? 
I guess we do have to be more specific. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the shooting of a black teenager who um, had the audacity, the temerity, to uh, uh, go to the wrong house and ring the doorbell while trying to pick up his brothers. Yeah. A 16-year-old Ralph Yarl, who thankfully did not die as a result of the multiple gunshot wounds, was shot by 85-year-old Andrew Lester, who claimed that he feared for his life after the teenager rang his doorbell after mistakenly arriving at the wrong house. Uh, he literally just screwed up the destination because uh, he ended up at a house on Northeast 115th Street instead of Northeast 115th Terrace. And this old bastard that was in the house was so scared of a black kid showing up at his doorstep uh, that he just started blasting. He shot him, shot him again. Uh, just fucking infuriating. Yes. Horrifying. Here's NBC News with more on that. A black teenager who was shot by a homeowner after ringing the wrong doorbell is recovering, and charges were filed Monday afternoon against a white man as calls for justice intensified in Kansas City, Missouri. His family's attorneys, Lee Merritt and Ben Crump, said that after arriving at the mistaken address, whoever was inside took a little longer than he anticipated to respond, and so he just waited at the door. He heard rustling around going on in the house, and then finally the door was open, and he was confronted by a man who told him, don't come back around here, and then he immediately fired his weapon. The teen was shot in the head, which cracked his skull and left him with a critical traumatic brain injury, Merritt said. While the teenager was still on the ground, the homeowner opened fire a second time, striking Jarl in the upper right arm, he added. Jarl went to three houses before someone finally helped him. His aunt, Faith Spoon Moore, wrote on a fundraising page for the teen's medical expenses. Three houses! I mean, that's... I, People in this country, your your home is your fortress, and obviously you must defend it with lethal force. But yeah, someone else getting shot—that's their problem. This, this, these four walls here, this is my space, mm -hmm. and uh, no one gets help except for me and mine. But yeah, also, also just like adding on top of it, like a person who does nothing wrong and gets severely critically injured, then has to go beg online for coverage of their medical expenses because that's just how things yeah, work here. Yeah, yeah. No, through no fault of your own, you get shot by some old fucking racist piece of shit and uh, now you're on the hook for, I don't know, just unlimited fucking yeah. money. It like, doesn't matter because no pay it. Yeah. Uh, getting shot in the head, I imagine, is quite expensive. Yeah. So yeah, there's, uh, there's so much to get angry about with this story. Uh, the homeowner just straight up shooting someone at his doorstep. The fact that even though the kid survived, he will have to live with this trauma and traumatic brain injury for the rest of his life, and that he stumbled around the neighborhood begging for help and no one would help him. Yeah. The only silver lining here is that he did survive, but also that the 85-year-old was arrested and has been charged with two felony counts. So that's good. Uh, better than the usual where we'd get like a week or two of like, I don't know, it seemed like he was standing his ground. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, Missouri does have a stand-your-ground law in the books. He's definitely going to try to twist that into his favor, and we literally just talked about how fucked up and overly broad these laws are last week. Uh, but wait, this wasn't the only shooting caused by someone accidentally crossing onto someone's property this weekend, because over in New York State, a 65-year-old shot and killed a 20-year-old woman for turning her car around in his driveway. Fucking! Here's local outlet Times Union. Washington County Sheriff Jeffrey Murphy said Monday that Kaylin A. Gillis was in a car with three other people Saturday night looking for a friend's house. The rural section of Washington County where the shooting took place is dark at night, and many of the properties are only accessible by unpaved driveways. Murphy said the group mistakenly drove up to a house on Patterson Hill Road. As they attempted to turn the car around, the sheriff said, Kevin D. Monahan came out on his porch and fired two shots, 
one of which hit Gillis while she was seated in the car. Quote, Monaghan was uncooperative with the investigation and refused to exit his residence to speak with police, the sheriff's office said in a news release. He was later taken into custody with the assistance of the New York State Police Special Operation Response Team after several hours. The 65-year-old has been charged with second-degree murder. I'd have a lot less problem with, like, the status of guns in this country if it didn't seem like half this country is just waiting for the moment they get a chance to, like, kill someone yeah like really eagerly anticipating like it's it's sick it's fucking crazy it seems as though they are excited to yeah finally use this weapon yeah for the most basic like especially these guys especially the first guy who's like you know i don't got much time left and i haven't killed anybody yet yeah it's uh it's a fucked up place yeah america but look for for fuck's sake, we really have to try to end this episode on some sort of high note. Best we can do is a dumbass bald eagle that can't tell the difference between a rock and an egg it's in, in its ass. I love this uh, this bald eagle. Yeah. This is, this is our national bird right here. Yeah, doing what our national bird does. Not knowing the difference between a rock and an egg in its ass. So this is going to have to work for a positive story. Uh, that's right, though. A bald eagle thought it was incubating an egg and sat with it every day while the keepers at the local animal sanctuary were well aware that he was just sitting on a lifeless, pathetic rock. I mean, he's in the fucking zoo. He's got, what else is he going to do? Yeah. So they let him get away with it. They're like, look, he's happy. Yeah. He, if he was in the wild, he'd be a lot more busy stealing fish from smarter, <laughs> more skillful birds, which is how bald eagles eat. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're natural thieves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, stupid bird. Hey, they, got, they got all emotional about it, the keepers did, because bald eagles, they're generally dickheads. Yeah. They're, they're not nice animals. They're the national bird. <laughs> they represent us as a yeah. people. Uh, so they they let this bald eagle adopt a real bird instead of perpetuating the ruse. Uh, he's not the stepdad. He's the dad that stepped up. Did and you yes, see that Photoshop? Yes, people have already photoshopped the, the very targeted t-shirt on this. And it's perfect because he's standing there like just like a short king would that's, that wears this shirt. I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. It's it's beautiful. It's it's simply beautiful. Uh, here's more though on the real story from the New York Times. Murphy the bald eagle waited day after day in his modest yet carefully built nest for his one egg to hatch, but his keepers did not have the heart to break the news to him. The 31-year-old flightless bachelor was sitting on a rock. A usually mild-tempered bird, Murphy gently rotated his rock, less shaped like an egg than a small meteorite, as though to incubate it. He lay in the one spot all day, rising to squawk and charge at the other birds that dared to come near his nest at the World Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park, Missouri. Perhaps it was fate then, when an orphaned eaglet, just a week or two old, was brought into the sanctuary this month, having survived a fall from a tree during a storm in St. Genevieve, Missouri, about 60 miles southeast. In a way, Murphy was the obvious choice for a foster parent. Don Grifford, the chief executive of the sanctuary, said in a phone interview. The article continues, The keepers moved tentatively, introducing the eaglet to Murphy's enclosure inside of a small heated cage that they call a baby jail. <laughs> okay. Through the wire, Murphy and the chick, who is known only as Eaglet 23126, cautiously observed each other. Fans have implored the sanctuary to name the chick Rocky, but it is considered bad luck to name a bird that will be released back into the wild. Mm. I'm just happy the internet came up with a reasonable name this time. Yeah, Birdie McWordwood. <laughs> Eaglet McEaglet face. Shut up. Rocky's perfect because it sat on a fucking rock the entire time yeah. thinking that he was incubating an egg. A few days later, the bird keepers introduced the eaglet into the shared enclosure. 
We had no idea how Murphy was going to respond, Miss Grifford said, but Murphy, his rock gone by then, took his role as foster parent seriously. He soon began responding to the chick's peeps and protecting it. And when, as a test, the keepers placed two plates of food in front of the birds, one containing food cut into pieces that the chick could eat by itself, and another with a whole fish that only Murphy could handle, the older bird tore up the fish and fed it to the eaglet, Miss Grifford said. You can definitely see the imprinting happening, which is exactly what we wanted, she added. Hold on, so... Uh, do male bald eagles, like, raise the kids? And, like, do the, the parenting? Because maybe this bird is not our national bird, if that's the case. This bird is trans. Yeah, this bird is doing women's work, and it's which is grooming. So Fox um, News is pissed about this. We story. need to get rid of the the bald groomer from our be, national bird registry. It would be registry. incredible if they switched their sights from Bud Light to our effeminate bald eagle. Yeah, uh, the national bird. Bald eagle mamas are out there screwing around all day while bald eagle dads, stay at home dads, mm -hmm. fucking at home with their Funko Pops. Oh my God! Did you see the Lauren Boebert tweet of the? new can of uh, Bud Light. No. She's like, why don't we, why aren't we brave enough to put this on the can? And it's Pat Tillman. I mean, like, first of all, like, even for people who believe the Pat Tillman myth, I feel like, it's just, I don't want to think about fucking, like, people dying in Dead wars. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer. But they should do it. You should. Oh, I would be so owned if you did that. Yeah, people were then posting, like, doctored images of, like, Christopher like, Dorner on it. Pat Tillman's face on a can of Bud Light, he's like, this war is fucking illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, anyways, a happy ending for Murphy. For Murphy the Eagle, the bald eagle, our national bird, and his stepson. Not my bird. <laughs> his stepson, Rocky. And also a happy ending for this show. This is the, the bird, bald, bald eagles, they've gone woke. Yeah. Can we the see bald the... eagle has gone woke. I need to see the poorly doctored image of him wearing the shirt again. There it is. <laughs> He's not the stepdad. Probably paints his fingernails. He's the dad that stepped up. Paints his talons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and soon enough, that bird will have to leave the sanctuary because they said it's going back into the wild. And then what, what's going to happen? He's going to have literal en empty nests. A, nest a family torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> back to the rock then, I guess. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Anyways, uh... <laughs> For the love of God, please like the video, leave a comment, reply to a comment, subscribe to the channel. You're all doing great. We just have to remind you because uh, that's just the way it works. If we don't say like the video, yeah, people gotta... forget to like the video. They watch and they go, yeah, I think I did. And then they leave and they no, don't do it. Double check. Double check. Make these. sure you did it. It does a little confetti thing these days when you click it. It does. It, so it's it does. Nice it's to fun. See. Mm -hmm. It's like pulling a slot machine. Yeah. It triggers the parts of your brain you that get like a reward. colors and uh, stuff like that. Also, if you like rewards, you could click join and become a, a subscribing oh member. Oh my gosh. Your dopamine channel. It's going to hit your dopamine you receptor so hard. You get the little uh, verified badge, our, our version of the verified badge. You get a bunch of emotes that you can leave. Yeah. What a wonderful system we have here. But also, the most important thing, make sure you watch both of our previous videos. We got a news dump about some Discord dork leaking government secrets onto his Discord channel for his teenage buddies. And also, uh, we have uh, Ron, Pudding Fingers. A whole episode about Pudding Fingers Ron and a bunch of other things. I, I promise, I think we'll, ha we'll have more to cover than Ron to Sanctimonious in the next episode. Please, God. Well... Buckle up, because Elon Musk did an interview with Tucker Carlson where Tucker Carlson knew exactly how to please him by laughing hysterically at even with the most Tucker subtle joke. Ah, 
He's like, and I think he had, there was a quote where like, uh, Tucker was like, he is the funniest man. It's just like, he is sucking up so hard. Because he knows, and everybody knows by now, that all Elon Musk wants is for people to think he's funny. Yeah. Which is weird. Anyways, the videos are up there now. Please watch them. Make sure that like button is clicked. Subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you soon for tech news. Bye. Bye.